0: This podcast contains some strong language and content that people might not really like. So if that's the case, go listen to something else. Okay, love you, bye. And welcome back to another I have a query with moi, Timothy Grace. And this week we have a very special guest, international guest all the way from New York City. We're joined with Jasper, Colorado, who is a quite possibly one of the genuinely least, loveliest people I've ever met um and I really wanted to sit down with Jasper because they are quite prominent in the fetish scene and I really wanted to talk about certain things and just branch it out a little bit more to rather than just what I've been talking about which I'm really excited to do and I hope you like it and without further ado Jasper. So we are here with Jasper Colorado all the way from New York City how are you? I'm well, how are you? Very well. Yeah, you're going to have to lean in. So I did say in the previous podcast that I had two mics, but trying to set them up meant none of them would work. Which is really annoying. But we're now getting even more close and personal.
1: Um, but yeah, what are your pronouns? Uh, him, yeah. I guess. Yeah, that's, straight up. That's like, yeah, all okay. I go by. And tell me about yourself. Uh, well, I'm visiting right now, mm-hmm. visiting my boyfriend here mm-hmm. in london mm-hmm. and now i've been here for like five weeks so it's a bit strange it's a little crazy you were saying just that you're getting quite homesick yeah i'm starting to get a little homesick mm-hmm. i could definitely go back to new york right now but i don't want to leave yet i'm having a really good time here good. Um, it's just very strange it's weird not working and being here mm-hmm. i think that's the that's the hardest bit mm-hmm. is not having something else to fall back on mm-hmm. okay so i'm getting a little bit bored just sitting around the house trying to travel around do everything the museums are free so that's good exactly yeah you don't have to pay for anything all done by the government
0: mm-hmm. um but yeah tell me tell me about yourself something that you do in new york um so we were just talking over breakfast and you were saying about hosting parties and stuff so tell me
1: about that mm-hmm. there's a few parties uh that i've been hosting recently um more of like the kink and fetish scene side of things so uh, Harder is one of my favorite parties that goes on in New York. Uh, the next one they're hosting is gonna be in San Francisco, which is really cool mm-hmm. It's gone from a weekly party now to a monthly party. So the next one I think after that will be in April I'm really excited to do that one. then um, There's a puppy party coming up that my friend Michael is throwing um, Very exciting. That's gonna be all all puppy themed. Mm-hmm. Puppy go-go boys and puppy masks um come for free if you wear a puppy mask you don't have to pay cover which is real cute we're gonna have a cuddle room um a couple of djs really really exciting mm-hmm. so that's fun i kind of like that whole side of uh the the party scene where you have an excess an extra room where you have like a playroom or a cuddle room or somewhere that you know you can have a little more fun than just uh, just dancing you can uh-huh. engage with anybody however you want to uh-huh. engage with them um also, they're all gay fun parties, mm-hmm. so it doesn't matter who you are, what gender you are, just show up and have fun and party with everyone.
0: Amazing. I like the idea of someone said to me, um, I have a big issue in drag of being touched. Like, I have my hair pulled a lot, I have my breasts grabbed a lot, mm-hmm. and someone said to me a few weeks ago that they were performing as a drag queen in a sex party, and they were lying on a chaise long. they'd done their performance, and they were lying, and... Throughout the whole night, people were told that if they wanted to engage with Margot, they had to ask Margo if it was okay to basically do it. Um, and I really like that idea of like, it's, it's a safe space to do whatever you want to do in.
1: I think that's one thing that really needs to be talked about anyway within any of the, any of that culture of performance or if you work in the industry that we work in where you're performing or you are running a party, hosting a party, or bartending, any of those things that you shouldn't be touched, you shouldn't true. be groped, yeah. um, and it's something that yeah, it does kind of fall into that realm where it's seen as okay, and we're very sex positive and very body positive people, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean you can automatically just come up and grab me or touch me. My biggest thing, because it does happen a lot within the fetish community, where people will just like grab your ass or whatever, and it's just like politely swat their hand away or say mm-hmm. something to them. Um, My big thing is it's called consent. Yeah, exactly. I'll just say that to yeah. somebody. I will just be like, it's called consent. I think that's that really is the most important thing we yeah. can do, is just educate everybody on what what they should be doing. Nice. Stop grabbing my ass. Stop touching me. <laughs>
0: but I was actually in a strap for the day, and someone tried to pull my hair on the escalator, thinking it was a wig. What? Just, ran, just random dressed as me. Just pulled my hair, thinking it was going to come off. <laughs> Don't touch my hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, tell me about... Um, Poppy,
1: Poppy, Um, Because
0: yeah. you talk about it a lot on social media. Mm-hmm. Um you've got your um My lock on your lock on as well. One today. Um and I'll ask you about that in a minute. But tell me about just tell me give me like a if somebody was to Google, so to speak, but like just give me an insight mm-hmm. of what it is
1: and well, I think uh I guess underlying tone of what it is and kind of or maybe like overarching tone of what it might be is um just Kind of like, it's a fetish. It's a, something that you're into, it's not really, hmm. it's really hard for me to describe because I don't find myself the same pup, kind of puppy as a lot of other people within the fetish community. Okay. Where there, a lot of people just want to be a dog and want to like, bark and be seen more submissively and have, be leashed and walked around an apartment or walked around whatever setting they're in, mm-hmm. be fed from a bowl. And that's not quite my side of it. I want more of, like, the cuddling and that set, more engaging mm-hmm. and embracing side of it. And I primarily like to play with other puppies. So I like the whole alpha-beta dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say play, it's sometimes, you know, put a mask on or put a collar on mm-hmm. or put a leash on. But it's more of that that, like, in a sense, relationship struggle or, like, mm-hmm. love kind of connection that comes besides just the fetish side of it. And I, like, that's, where, that's where I identify with it the most, I think. So when I wear my padlock, and, or when I'm leashed, or when I put a puppy mask on, or when I'm on all fours barking, it's not just to get the rise out of a sir or a master. It's a little more involved for me. Amazing. Which a lot of people can't, can't get around, get their head around. Okay.
0: <laughs> so, just what does the lock specifically mean? Uh, Well,
1: this one, I mean, my boyfriend Sandy has the keys to this one and the other lock that I have, so I can change them out whenever I want. Since we live so far apart, when he's in London, I'm in New York, then I can just put it on, But at least know that he has the keys. So it's more of that, like, signified bond in a way. Um, But even before he had the keys to my locks, I just liked wearing them out because they feel comfortable to me. I feel uh, kind of home and safe when I'm wearing it. I don't take it off. I sleep in it. I shower in it where um, I'll just switch it to a new lock. Nice. I like
0: that. <laughs> no, I do. Um, so, how old are you? If you don't I'm mentioning? 30. 30, mm-hmm. okay. And so you are you as in a gay man? Yeah. Yeah, yep. okay. And when when did all of this, like when was your first experience within the fetish scene? Because you were recently in a social video. Like yeah, I saw you and I was like, oh my plan, yeah, it God! Yeah, <laughs> I just did a
1: video for them through Condonast, which mm-hmm. was really cute. We talked about fetish and... Uh, a lot of other things. And
0: you mentioned briefly in that about, not not the way it sounds, but being exposed to something like that.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Because yeah. the first time I was exposed to fetish was IML uh, when I was 21, newly 21 years old. So I've been in the kink scene for nine years now. Um, and I really do enjoy it and I really love it. I think the way that I kind of got into it was I just went for it, and mm-hmm. just went to IML, International List of Leather, for anybody who doesn't know, and it takes place in Chicago. Um, Which is where you're originally from. Yeah. Um, I just kind of went, and wanted to experience it, and mm-hmm. just did it, and said, okay, fuck it, why am I, why am I, like, pussyfooting around this, and like, all sad and uh, scared, I should just go, just mm-hmm. jump in, be that feline, and jump into it. Um, <laughs> you know, the complete opposite. you <laughs> believe um, From feline to pump. Yeah. Uh, And at first I didn't like a lot of what was going on there, you know I tried tried getting flogged tried the whole sir thing tried getting spanked really hate that Mm. Um, And then just kind of went through all the kinks to see what I might be into and see if I like experimenting with sex this way and also I It introduced me to this whole realm of people that I had never knew existed before Um, and I was no longer a freak you know, I was accepted yeah. and everybody else was just as freaky.
0: So is it is it always been something that I have, like I don't know, like people has it always been something that you've always been interested in going to do, or was it just you were just too nervous or I
1: think it was just too I was too nervous and I was really young that was naive, I didn't know well, then what really what it was. Isn't it, as well, when yeah, you, so it's twenty one. Even to go out to bars yeah. or anything, I you had I mean, to be twenty one. People
0: probably still go out, but well yeah. Yeah Legally. legally. Legally twenty one. <laughs> um but yeah, so you, you just it was just always something that you were interested in? Mm-hmm.
1: Just was. Yeah, I mean, it's not that I was super interested in it. I was intrigued by it. Mm, I just, mean, yeah, you look at, enough. like, Tom of Finland posts yeah. and things, like, or all of his posters and everything that he's made, um, and that's where that whole realm is. It's in the leather community. So mm. was intrigued by it, but I really didn't know what I was getting myself into. So I thought, why not try it out, see what's happening? And then met so many people that were involved in it.
0: What would you say is the biggest... Um, Misconception that you think is held within the fetish community.
1: I think it's seen as a, a dark place behind closed doors that nobody can be invited to. Mm-hmm. You know, something that you shouldn't speak out about, and something that you should hide, mm-hmm. which I don't think is true. I don't think mm-hmm. you should hide any of it. I think I really like wearing my fetish side of myself on my sleeve. <clears throat> I think it's it's more fun and inviting that way.
0: Mm. I think there's something to be said in. Secure in your sexuality as well. Mm-hmm. I think it's quite a liberating thing to be able to, <coughs> to um, like you say, wear yours publicly and just be like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm what.
1: And I don't think like it, a, it necessarily equates you to only that side of yourself. That you don't need to be fetish all the time. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be seen as like, oh, you're just a cakey slut. Because I hate slut shaming. and I don't think that they go hand in hand whatsoever. You can be a part of the kink community and you can do anything you want to and you don't have to fuck all the time mm-hmm. it's not about that there's more to it and i think that's one And back to the puppy thing with me that's another thing that i really love i love the love the cuddles and the nuzzles and all that as well
0: nice well has, have you noticed anything different in terms of not just fetish but in general going out between here and being in new york
1: uh here people are People are more rude here than they are in New really? York. Yeah, really. It's really strange. Really? Okay. Yeah. Where,
0: where have you experienced that? Like, what experience I think any of that? the
1: clubs that we've gone to here, not all of them, but I think the majority of the clubs that I've been here and just going to like regular nightlife parties, um, where in New York, if I say, excuse me, I'll grab somebody like by their elbow or by their waist mm-hmm. and just kind of lightly tap yeah, them and right, say, yeah. excuse me. Nobody does that here. I do. No that. one says that.
0: I'm very much of like, excuse me and touch your shoulder and just be like, well, because I'm a big birder. I need to get past people. Do you know what I mean? So.
1: Well, I think it was different at like the glory versus like anywhere else, you know, because I think people there are a lot more friendly, Mm -hmm. but a lot of these other bars that have the big DJs or Mm -hmm. whatever else, then. Where have you been? Um, What did we do? We went to Daddy Issues when it was at Ace Hotel and that was really cute. We went to Papa Loco. Last weekend we've been to Dollar Baby. That was really cute. Mm-hmm. Super crowded, mm-hmm. but it was really fun. Yeah, all I the looks, yeah, all the yeah, looks are yeah, really yeah.
0: cute. Yeah, Dollar Baby is the place that I feel like people can, because it's not performance based. But I mean, I'm not saying that wait dressing up isn't performance, but in the sense of like getting on a stage and mm-hmm. dancing. Um, but it is very performance in the sense of what you wear, and everybody will turn out a look. Um,
1: I love turning out a look. Yeah. Love turning out a look.
0: Yeah, what is the most ostentatious look then? What would we usually see you in?
1: Well, it's probably something, like, more fetish-based or Mm -hmm. whatever. So it's always, like, a sheer top or a no-top. you were
0: wearing a rubber top when I saw you. Yeah, last time we
1: were wearing latex. Mm -hmm. I love latex. It's Mm -hmm. probably my favourite material. Nice. Sweaty. Um, Oh, yeah. Super sweaty. But that's that's the hot part of it. That's the sexiest part of it. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, anything like that. Anything that's going to show off my body. (laughs) So,
0: if anybody... um, to your boyfriend Sandy. Mm-hmm. It's that Sandy, isn't it? I think you both posted actually on Instagram. You you love an Instagram story. And an I Instagram love an Instagram post. story. You love it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I get that without <laughs> even asking you. Um, you recently, was it re- modeled for Recon?
1: Yeah, just recently modeled for Recon. That mm. black outfit. Yeah, the black lady. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy on my soul. Santa Maria La
0: Guadalupe. It was like, oh my God. It was like, it was really like. Yeah, was that hard to get on
1: and like... I mean, I love wearing latex, so it's really easy. You know. especially when I have Sandy there to help me out. and mm-hmm. He knows exactly how it goes on. It's his, so... Oh, okay. He, and he's <laughs> like, great, now I can't wear this anymore. I can't, wear, can't wear this ever again.
0: Well, It's <laughs> because you look good at it. <laughs> 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 Saying yeah. that, I'm sure Sandy looks great in it too. Well, no,
1: because he wants to be able to post on his social media as well. And he's like, well, great. Jasper already wore this, so now I can't wear it.
0: Maybe I'll gift it to you.
1: We'll figure out other ways to wear. Yeah. <laughs> just pair it with other things. Just, that's oh, all you have to do. Yeah. Where's
0: my latex? Oh, sorry, I packed it accidentally in my suitcase. New York, I
1: mean, that's my favorite thing to do, though, is recycling old looks. Just change it into something different. Mm. So then you don't look like you're wearing it out. Oh, right. Also, make your you. post. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> really into Ryan's <rhinestone-ing. laughs> journey. Go on,
0: What are you gonna say?
1: Oh, well, just changing your looks. So recycle it, but change it just a little bit.
0: How easy is it to? Recycle latex though, because doesn't latex dry out? Don't you have to like? Well, then you just like it? yeah, you
1: lube it up, and then you shine it, and then you take care of it. You have to like, you wash it, cradle it, cuddle cr- <laughs> yeah. it, Gosh, little latex. <laughs> sing it, sing it a bedtime story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: but it's hard. I, I, yeah, I've never worn latex. I've I've been out to buy because I really want to go to um, Torch Gardens. Mm. um And want to make this whole like. Peplum, pencil skirt, mistress type Cute. outfit. But
1: I want to do it on a budget. Yeah. Um,
0: and I, I feel like latex is quite a hard fabric to work mm-hmm. with as well to sew.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, you don't really sew it. You just glue, glue it. it
0: yeah. do, you, do you melt it as well?
1: I, I don't know. I've never made it. I've heard so. you
0: can melt it to like, you like put the pieces together and then heat them and then they... Ju- they I just use. have somebody
1: else make it for me, that's all. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Some of us. <others. laughs> um... Yeah. So you went to, um, you went to the glory as well.
1: Yeah. I Um, love the glory. It's very cute.
0: Yeah. Glory reminds me very much of like, um, Macquarie. Yeah. In New York. Yeah. In Brooklyn. Has that Mm -hmm. total like, um, when I came to New York, I actually was like, this feels just like the place that I go to. Mm -hmm. Um, and then when I went to, um, is it Metro? Yeah.
1: Metro right down the street from Macquarie. Yeah. Yeah,
0: So like I, Mary was like, Oh, I'm going to take you there on a Saturday just so you can experience it. And I was like, well, what do you mean? I've been there, like, quite a lot since I've been here. And I got there, and there was, like, go- I'd never seen a go-go dancer before, ever. Like, oh, really? Never, never, never. I, just, I don't think it's a thing that you, we have here. Um, oh, yeah, I guess I've never, I haven't seen I mean, any yeah, go-go dancers here we before. We just don't have them. Hmm. And when I went, I was like, oh, my God, there's men on bars in <laughs> France! <laughs> I knew they were a thing, but... Um, and I think that, I felt like, It was more like, as they say, let's rage. I heard that a lot when I was rage when I was there. I don't know. I never say that. Yeah, apparently people say that. A lot of people say rage, raging, Um, but yeah, it was like another level when it became a party. Because I would say that was like Dolson
1: Superstore to me, but it was just. Have you been to Superstore yet? Yeah, but no I haven't been. Yeah, I've only been to brunch. Brunch is great. (laughs) Last
0: Saturday of every month. Um, But yeah. gonna take a break because i need to regain my thoughts because i think i've been talking (laughs) (laughs) we'll be back in a second so we've spoke about we spoke about fetish and things like that which is something i wanted to talk about to talk to educate people because i've had very similar people on the podcast so like drag queens and queer performers but tell me something about you that maybe somebody wouldn't know you mentioned to me in the kitchen that you want to get more crafty
1: yeah i want to get more into crafting and doing things uh i went I mean, I went to college mm. for arts and whatever, but I was feel it like... just a
0: fine art or...? Yeah, fine arts degree.
1: Mm-hmm. Um like was your special Painting, like painting sculpture, drawing, collage, which I loved doing. It was so mm-hmm. much fun. But then I got this job in New York and it took over my life.
0: You don't have to say who it was for. What, yeah. what did you do? Uh,
1: visual merchandising manager. Okay. So it was just too much. It was mm. bogging full me time. down. bogging me down, yeah, full yeah. time.
0: I admire anybody that can work full time and still be a nightlife person. hmm it's, it's, it's hard a work. lot, it's a lot. A lot. Like, you don't have a day off and you think you're doing it because you enjoy it. But then when it comes down to like that Sunday where you're like, everything's done and you're, excuse me, you're like lying on the bed. Like, why does my neck hurt? My neck, my back, my pussy and my back.
1: Yeah. And then you have to go to work at six in the morning the next morning. Yeah. Like, ugh. where's your day mm-hmm. off? No, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad I kind of ended that uh, looking for something new. And I just want to do like part time work. And be able to get back into crafting and mm-hmm. whatever I want to do. So, like, picked up a new sketchbook this week. Yeah, I saw doing a Doing yeah. Doing a few sketches, seeing what I can get into. I don't know. We'll see. Get once, once some of these Yeah, once some of these sketches happen and whatever I want to do. Um, start making a few things. Uh, I have a jacket. My jacket is sitting out there that I've drawn all over. Uh, a few things like that. See mm-hmm. if I can, like, sell some things, make some things. Just see where it takes me. Mm-hmm. I kind of miss all that crafting stuff.
0: Um, big thing that someone said to me is, I mean, obviously because you're just getting into it, it'll probably be very different, but when I was performing and I was finding it really hard to create new stuff, someone said to me, set yourself a challenge of every two weeks, go to a cabaret mm. and then you can see other people perform or the ideas and then you'll get your juices flowing. And I think it's like really, not that I'm telling you what to do, but <laughs> I think it is really important to make sure you stay like, go to galleries or go to even like, um, here, like, usually on a Sunday or a Saturday, they have, um, like, markets, like, um, not craft markets, but, like, because the craft market to me is, like, wooden ducks and, like, <laughs> paper hats and <laughs> stuff like that, but, like, independent um, ceramicists and illustrators and stuff oh, like that, true. and, yeah. like, you go around, like, I have, like, a tea towel that I spent £10 on, I mean, mm-hmm. why did I spend £10 on a tea towel? Um, but, yeah, I think it's really important to set yourself, to keep yourself inspired and
1: yeah, that's one thing I keep doing, keep going to the thrift stores to see what I want to buy and kind of alter mm-hmm. and change and then see what else I can do. Because I'm just going to start wearing all the things I make for now. And then you should if like, people want them, you should do find. like a Jasper rental service.
0: Oh, so that would like, be cute. Yeah. The more you, would like, give something to a drag queen and then give something to, like, then take it off them after, like, two months and then give it to somebody else and they can keep wearing it. And then it looks like you're selling loads of things. Oh, cute. So just be like, do you mind if you wear this a few times on somebody that is perhaps quite big on social media or something yeah. like that? Like, a friend of mine's making scarves and he... They're pure silk. And he's like, I can only afford so many, so I'm going to do it on honest way of getting them out to people that I know are... So oh, the, like, really he's going to give yeah. me one, he's going to give his friend, um, I'm not going to mention his name, but he's going to give him one, and then like, because we we're always out and about kind of thing, people would be like, where's that scar from? you would be like, "Oh, it's on yeah. Instagram, <laughs> um, but
1: yeah. Yeah, I think that's the perfect way to do it. Mm. It's more fun Brent that top. way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's people that have been wanting to get into my closet forever, so. Really? Yeah. They're just oh. like, ooh, can I borrow this? Can I have this? Somebody else like, in New York sure. was like
0: that. There was like, um, it was Anthony. Do you know Anthony? I don't know his last name. Know. He draws for like parties and stuff, and he has like his dragon. Anyway, he was like, I had this sequin kimono on, and he was like, I really want this. Do you want to come look in my wardrobe to see what I've got? And I know that thrift stores in the U. S. are so much better than here.
1: Well, yeah. I don't know. I mean, in New York, they've really picked through, but you can find some really good stuff because they're all like vintage shops in, mm. in New York, so they're all super expensive. Oh, you can't well, really like find anything an if you vintage. go out like, I don't know, go out like into the the outskirts of the city or whatever. You can find some. Some really good stuff. Please. When I go back home, back near Chicago where mm-hmm. my family is, two hours outside the city, so good. There's it's so like much good the, stuff.
0: Um, what do you call them in the U.S.? Charity shops, you call them, call them do you call them charity shops in the U.S.? Oh, I just call it thrift store. Oh, okay. Because, like, we have shops that, like, it isn't necessarily a thrift store, it's what you donate clothes to. Oh, uh, okay. Um, and then, like, everything's, like, a pound. Um, oh, nice. Like, there's a place where I went to uni and it was two for a pound. And I got the most, like, amazing stuff from there. I mean, it was always very, like, you need anthrax, kind of go through everything, but, like, (laughs) yeah. Like, charity shops, for me, going back home, you go to, like, the little rural countrysides where Mm -hmm. it's, like, a huge, like, wedding hat for, like, a pound. And I'm, like, yes! Yeah, that is so nice. Um, So if you, when you come back to the UK, make sure you, like, venture outside of London a little bit. Yeah, that's what I need to do. That's what I want to do next time. I go to, like, I don't know, like, Manchester or, like, Go north. I'm from the north. Mm. But they really... You'll notice such... I personally think you'll notice such a difference up there in people. People are a lot more friendly, a lot more um, accommodating.
1: Oh, cute. Yeah.
0: The South is quite... I'm sorry to anyone that. <laughs> so sort of, I find the South is quite, um, quite a,
1: a harsh place. Well, that's the same in the States, too. I mean, they're yeah, kind, yeah. but they're... Ooh.
0: Just a bit. Um, Tell me about Chicago. Because New York is such a place that everyone kind of knows about because it's like London. It's a big city. But yeah. tell me,
1: I'm from Chicago, bitch, tell me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, Sandy makes so much fun of me for saying that all the time. <laughs> I hope he listens to this. it great. Uh, <laughs> uh, New York's Chicago er, Chicago's really, really great. I love it. I do miss parts of it. Some of my best girlfriends are there. Um and the drag scene and the queer scene there is just explosive. Is there anyone
0: we should be looking at there?
1: Uh, Lucy stool favorite queen. I follow Lucy I follow, Stuhl. Oh, she's so good. If you get the moment to see her, you'll mm-hmm. you'll fall in love with her. Mm-hmm. She's very similar to you as well. We're super like body conscious and like super feminine mm. or more about like feminine features and beauty and like expressing that within mm-hmm. the queer culture, which mm-hmm. I think is really important since mm-hmm. we're getting all these people telling us now that. You need to be masculine. You're a man. Mm. Why are you not more masculine? Mm. I hate that in the mm. community. So be femme, be queen, you know.
0: I was just, sorry, just thinking about fetish again. Um, I was thinking about this last night and this morning because knowing you were coming around and stuff, I was mm-hmm. going to ask you. I was thinking about, like, um, pronouns. And I was thinking about pronouns in the fetish scene. Oh yeah. And I was thinking about the fact of, like, let's say if I was to... Um, have sex with somebody, and we went on this, like, maybe, like, um, dom-sub kind of, like, realm, mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't want to be called master, but I wouldn't want to be called, like, mistress, or I wouldn't want to be called sir, or ma'am, and I found it, I was like, yeah. what, where would you go with that? Like, I found it really, yeah.
1: Yeah, I yeah. think that's interesting, because that's something that I've kind of been toying with with the pup thing as well, because mm. I don't, I, like I said before, like, playing with other puppies, and what do you call the difference in that? Because sometimes there's a sir that's also called an alpha. But to me, an alpha would be completely different within just puppies. It would be somebody who's more dominant than mm. the beta would be. But is kind of, good. yeah, I think that's my that's favorite. that's quite gender
0: neutral mm-hmm. in terms of like, um, you're not, you're not, yeah. Mm, it just wasn't in there.
1: Yeah, I think that's something that should definitely be talked about more. Because you do have a lot of trans people that are in the community yeah. as well. So I don't even know what they want to go by. What they prefer
0: surely yeah depending on what their gender if they're mm-hmm. binary trans in terms of like male to female film or to me i'm sure they just go by whatever like mistress or yeah. sir or whatever like that is um but yeah i thought it was really interesting to think about what because again i work with a lot of people the way their language predominantly is latin based mm-hmm. so like french spanish all that and they have gendered pronouns and gendered words for everything so like table is. Perhaps masculine in chair, armchair, no, feminine. Chair is feminine, but armchair is masculine. Oh. So, like, um, bello and bello in Italian, beautiful for male and female. And I was like, mm-hmm. but what if I didn't want to be... Like, someone keeps calling me bello at work, and I'm like, I know what this means. Yeah. Stop <laughs> calling me male. <laughs> but then don't call me bello. Just yeah, call me bello. Yeah, how male. do you... Yeah. How do you <laughs> figure that out? It's, it's a... It, I think, yeah, it's so integrating um language now that I just thought, yeah, your take on that. mm Alpha,
1: beta, I like that. Yeah, I think that's more fun. I think mm. it's, I don't know, it's, it's more playful in a way. Why does, it have to, why does everything have to be so serious? Mm. Mm. Why can't it just be more neutral? Mm. Why does it have to be, I mean, to me, when it comes to that, where you're talking like, you don't want to be, no, you wouldn't want to be named like a sir or a dom or master or any of mm. that, but what could you do instead? What else could you go by? Couldn't it be something more neutral? Just something that's slightly more elevated than what mm. the other person would be. Beautiful. Thank beautiful. you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Hit me beautiful, okay. <laughs> that's it. From now that's on it. there. That's it. That's what sorry, it's be. yeah. So that's yeah. gonna be my new. No more get, dumb. Just beautiful. Just beautiful. Yeah.
0: Um, I'm beautiful, goddammit. Um sorry, we were talking about Chicago. Um, and you said Lucy Stool, um, mm-hmm. Do you go back to Chicago regularly? Or? I
1: haven't been in quite some time. I was supposed to go back earlier this year, right before I came here, sure, and idea. I ended up not even stopping by. I just flew in, saw my family, and flew right out, okay. so, which was unfortunate, but I do love it. I think they're doing some really amazing things. Uh, honestly, their queer scene in Chicago is even bigger than the queer scene in New York or London. Okay. Um, I think they just have that family that's really, really important. Um, and hanging out with all those girls every time I go back home or any time they're in New York and I get to see them, we always have a blast together. Mm, and it's, nice. it's more laughs and love than it is like screaming at each other and bickering and complaining about things. Mm. We kind of like live more in that moment, I think, and that's, I think that's more important.
0: That's interesting. So it's a place mm-hmm. you'd recommend visiting? Yeah,
1: definitely. I think so. Don't go in the winter. Do not go in the winter. <laughs> it's so cold. It's so, where about so cold. Whereabouts is it? I'm
0: really bad at geography, so whereabouts
1: is uh, it? In? in like the middle of the country.
0: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's so, like... Yeah.
1: Okay. yeah, right off a giant lake, which is why it's so fucking cold there. So cold. Wow. Yeah. Minus. Is- uh, in Celsius, I think. Ooh, last time I was there in Celsius, I think it was minus 23.
0: Lord, give me... S- yeah. yeah. A friend of mine just moved to Toronto and was saying that they went out in vans briefly to walk somewhere like they hadn't planned on being out. Like, you go to the bed in your slippers kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I was out for so long, I nearly lost a toe.
1: Yeah. It's so bad. It's real. It's really bad. You have to cover <laughs> every inch of your body. Otherwise, you can just get frostbite really quickly.
0: What made you move to New York.
1: Uh, I've wanted to live in New York since I was 15 years old. I told my mom when I was 10, I wanted to live in Chicago. I told my mom when I was 15, I wanted to live in New York. And then when I was 17, I told her I wanted to move to London. <laughs> right. So you've done all but one, uh, Yeah, all but one so well. far. Yeah. Cool. So what drew you to me. New York? Um, I've always wanted to go. Uh, when I went to New York for the first time, with well, the second time, but the first time kind of on my own, I went with my grandfather. He took me on a holiday for my birthday. And we saw five shows in five days. And I fell, like, Broadway shows. (laughs) And I fell in love. We stayed near Times Square. Um, It was also Gay Pride that week. Like, the Pride Parade was that week, which we didn't know about. So we were in a taxi cab on the way back to the hotel. And we couldn't get anywhere. The taxi driver was like, you got to get out here because you can't get through. And I'm like, whatever. Is that a New York accent? I don't know. He's I think it's yeah, pretty yeah. bad. I mean, mine just um, sounds like <laughs> is the worst thing you'll ever hear. I'm like, hello gorgeous, whatever it sounds like that. And I keep elevating what I say. And then you still do it all the time. Oh, the time. <laughs> hello gorgeous. It's really bad. I know. Uh, but when I was in New York at that point, it was really beautiful. So we got out of the cab, walked down by um, the parade. And I'm like, what is this? Mind you, I'm 15 years old. And, when did you come you know, out? It kind of. I didn't come out until my, until my freshman year of college. So this would be when I was 19. Okay. Yeah. So I'm only 15 at this point. Knew I was gay, but didn't really know how to handle it. I grew up in a really small town with 4,100 people. So wow. wasn't wasn't about to ready to come out at 15. Um, so I walked around, walked down there with my grandpa and whatever. He was like, oh, it's a parade, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's he did, a parade. It was like nothing. Like he didn't say it was anything else. Didn't really matter. So I'll, all these... Beautiful guys in their underwear like gyrating on these beautiful floats it was really cute um, and then we went back to the hotel and he was like here have some money I'm gonna take a nap so I immediately went back down to the parade route and like watched the rest of the parade oh
0: my god amazing bought
1: my first pride flag yes. took it off this st- the stick and put it right in my pocket, so it was like hiding it a little bit. But I was like really happy and I was really excited. It was so you just knew it was like, like it. a gay pride. Yeah, oh and I knew God, exactly what amazing. it was, and that's why I, I immediately went back down there and I, like, like I said, bought my first pride flag, and then took it home, pinned it up on the wall, pinned it up behind a poster. So every time oh, I color, yes. like, <laughs>
0: oh wow, okay.
1: Went full, went full gay, decided, yeah, this is, this is, this is, this is who <laughs> this I'm going to be. Real. This is me. This is me. Um, your parents are,
0: are they, how was your coming out? Uh,
1: my parents are super accepting, which is really good. Yeah. Uh, it just took, I think it took me a long time just because the city and the town that I grew up in, it wasn't really accepted. So. Did you go to Union Chicago? Mm, no. Oh yeah. I went to, yeah, Union Chicago. So, um, but growing up so far away, you know, up until I was 18, 19 years old. Um, in a town of 4,100 people where you get called faggot for breathing. Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's how we are. That's what happens to us when mm. we're kids, when we're queer, and it's, un- it's not accepted. Do you think that's affected you in any way? I, I think that's a, a I
0: think fucking in, deep, calm, so I say, but...
1: Like, I think in some ways it has affected me, but I don't know that it's affected me in a, a bad way. I think it's made me the person that I am today. And that's the most important thing. In a great way to Christina... Makes you that much stronger, <laughs> makes you work a little bit harder.
0: Yeah.
1: Does it, though? Because I'm really lazy, so I don't think it makes me work too much harder.
0: <laughs> Mentally. <laughs> mm, I know what you mean.
1: Yeah. Working for that dick. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <Stop it>. <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking about, like, Dom and something, and you say dick, and I'm like, oh
0: my god! Um... <laughs> what were you we talking about um, affected you yeah yeah because i i'm always interested to see if like it's affected anything really whether it be your uh, interactions with people on a, an emotional level or whether it be your everyday like made you more anxious i mean it,
1: yeah i think it does make us more anxious and make at least for me it makes me more anxious and makes me overthink a lot of things and mm-hmm. see think of like how i'm being perceived mm-hmm. um Maybe that's one reason there's so many of us queers out there that are speaking out and doing, or like, out there performing and doing things and hosting parties and screaming and showing our butts on Instagram and mm. stuff like that. Because, mm. you know, it's that extra bit of acceptance that we never had when we were kids.
0: Absolutely. I think, um, I'm not, I mean, i I have a friend who I work with who's 19 and he was saying that, like, in my school, that if you were gay and you got bullied, we would bully the bullies over bullying you. And I, that, to me, was like, oh, I'm sorry, what? Like That's incredible. Yeah, so um, I don't know what it's like in schools now, but coming from that, hearing that, um, I can imagine it's a lot easier. But yeah, I don't, yeah. don't want to diminish something that someone's going through, mm-hmm. but I can imagine it's not as,
1: yeah... Yeah, I, I really hope there are things that are, yeah, since we've had the specific campaigns, like, It Gets Better, and the Trevor Project, and all these other things mm. to help to help kids with um, saying that bullying is not tolerated within schools these days. Um, and hopefully, a lot of the, the schools throughout the world are mm. actually keeping to that, mm. especially I know in the United States, there's quite a few schools in bigger cities that are really taking action against that, which mm. is important, but... I hope it really does help those kids who don't have to go through the same things that we, we've been going through. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, a friend of mine was talking about Section 28 and how his school, he's only like four years older than me, but Section 28 was where teachers couldn't talk about anything to do with homosexuality for fear of losing their job. And it only came, I think it only stopped in like 1998 or something like that. It was like, maybe, yeah, I think it was mm-hmm. i think it was later than that. I think it might have been 2000-odd. Um, I should fact check. Yeah. Um but he was saying that like a teacher couldn't tell off a bully for calling you gay because it would seem in favour of it would seem that they were like
1: In favor of like homosexuality saying yeah, or basically saying that that's if you said it wasn't okay,
0: like I think that's crazy.
1: Yeah.
0: Um explains a lot, but crazy. Yeah. Um but have you heard of um I said this to my last podcast, Crystal, uh, Matthew book. No. The Straight jacket. It's a really good book. I recommend Ooh. reading it. It's basically, it's the first chapter is about, um he talks a lot about why certain things happen within the que- queer community and how, um I really want to get him on the podcast. I keep saying it. If yeah. anyone knows him, get him.
1: Might have to read it on the plane back home. It's,
0: it's I mean, Crystal's got mine ass so You could totally have borrowed it, but um it's he basically talks about suicide and stuff like that and why there's such a high suicide rate within the queer community and then, why we're doing things such as like chem sex and stuff like that or why we mm-hmm. feel the need to go this extreme of like not being like not not being in control but like do you know what i mean like being in a different state mm-hmm. um yeah and i think i think it's definitely because you were mentioning about how people perceive you and stuff like that and he mentions he talks about that and it's yeah
1: i'll
0: write it down yeah. for you before
1: you leave. yes thank you yeah it's
0: really good <laughs> But yeah. yeah, so we talked about New York, we talked about Chicago, we talked about part. we talked about um, growing up. That's really sweet, though, with your pride flag behind you. Yeah,
1: that. it was really good. I mean, I can't believe I did that for the longest time. It's really, it's really funny. My mom even told me, I even told, I think I told my mom about that one story, and she's like, why did you do that? Why did you hide it? So I'm you like, knew well, they were I,
0: totally accepting?
1: I mean, I really didn't, I wasn't 100%, I wasn't really oh, sure. Okay. When I told my mom, she's like, oh yeah, I already talked to your dad about it, we've we know. We've known for a while. Nice. And my brother's gay as well. Oh, that's like. But then my, my brother didn't come out until... The after he's old, He's younger. Younger, okay. yeah. i he oldest. live in Chicago? He lives in Florida now. Oh. With his boyfriend. Oh. Yeah. It's super cute. It's so adorable. Just,
0: speaking of your boyfriend, Miss mm-hmm. Sandway. Yeah. Um, How did you get... Because
1: Sandy lives in London and you live in New York. Yeah. It's really big. Well, we met... Th- <sighs> th- four, no, what is it? How many years ago do we meet now? Oh, What is it? Like four years ago I think I think it was four four and a half years ago we met when Sybil was in uh, New York she was living in Brooklyn oh my god she actually told me this Mm -hmm. Sandy told me this carry on now and then uh, Sandy came to visit her while she was there and we met then when I was still married and then um, hung out and then he came to visit for Folsom East which is a fetish event in uh, New York Uh, last June, and then we kind of like, hit it off again, like kind of, we never really thought of each other in any other way than just friends, and then when he came to visit, we're like, oh you're kind of cute, you're cute, let's let's hang out, so had a cute little weekend together and then he kicked off back here, and we've been talking ever since, so now we just see each other whenever we can That's going to all the fetish events together, because you know, she's a big part of that. Well I was
0: gonna say she probably could just she probably could go for work, so it kinda makes it yeah easier for Yeah, her to, she
1: goes to work all the time. So or goes yeah. to work for all the events all yeah. the time. Yeah,
0: so she probably makes it easier for her to get to
1: see you mm. kind of thing as well. So yeah, I just jumped right over across the US to go see her in in San Francisco for Folsom. And that was really great. Nice. So we could just see each other then, take an extra few days to hang out. Is it
0: expensive to fly across State?
1: Yeah, it's it's more expensive to fly from New York to San Francisco than it is from New York to London.
0: Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. It's, it's about the same. I can't actually believe how cheap it is there to fly to New York. I know, it's really cheap. It's more about, for me, it was more about the staying, like the price of living. As in, yeah. like, my Airbnb was like double the price of what my flights mm-hmm. were.
1: Which yeah, it like gets really, really expensive. Mm. But it's the same here. It's uh, I didn't think it was that much more expensive coming here. Everybody's like, "Oh, it's so expensive in London," and people in London are like, oh, "It's so expensive in New York." After like living in both places for like a while, I thought
0: New York was so much more expensive.
1: Like I mm. like I'm not
0: just like I don't know if it's because I know how to live here and I know how to be savvy mm. with my money or yeah know where things are so I can just cycle there or I can I say cycle I've cycled like four times <laughs> I just hang my bike up and think I'm athletic um but yeah i found new york's really expensive like i don't know maybe
1: that's just me i don't think it's that expensive though i mean it, it is but maybe it's me knowing exactly i can be yeah, a bit yeah. more savvy with my money yeah when it comes to things not
0: money's that i am though. There, though, so.
1: yeah money's oh. weird here though what are you talking about no but like the whole like, I, I still haven't happened. figured out the change system like the whole i can't do i can't do any of that um
0: yeah, and it's you all don't have like dollar well. bills. It's all changed. Yeah, like, they're all, all the money's changing as well too, because they they're not changing drastically, but the look of them and the style of them they're turning to plastic now. Uh okay. So for example, some of the five pound and ten pound notes are no longer allowed to be accepted. You have to take them to the bank and then they change them, um, and then you know the twenty pounds are it's like paper. And yeah. the plastic. Five pounds, like, they're just slowly integrating that uh, in. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Um, and changing the look of it, because I don't know you've got, like, Emily Bronte or someone on, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, this is not about queer culture. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> but yeah, I think we're going to end it there. But yeah. um, thank you so much for... What are you going to do with your, like, last few days?
1: Well, I don't know. I might go see a couple of the museums that I haven't seen yet, um, run around. Where have you been? Where haven't you been? Uh, where have I been? Been to the Tate uh, Britain? Yeah, we went to the Tate. Tate uh, uh, Britain or Tate Modern. Well, the Tate Modern. I haven't been to the Tate Britain.
0: Britain's my favorite. Ooh. It's fucking beautiful. Yeah, that sounds really it's good. So beautiful. I
1: went, Think we went to like the Natural History Museum. Great. Uh, and then went to the Barbican, which was really good to Did see. You get to the conservatory. No, we, It wasn't open. So Ugh.
0: that's my all-time favorite place in London.
1: Oh, should probably stop there. Yeah, plants, plants, plants. plants. Uh, uh, i you <laughs> into planting right now. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, definitely go to the Tate Britain. It's just, I mean, it's very like old, like old art so to speak um as in like you're talking like you're not gonna see anything that's contemporary and new there um it's more like you know like pre-raphaelites and stuff like that and oh like, cute that sounds a fun yeah but the building itself is like stunning like beautiful so that's what i love about
1: here the architecture here is so beautiful
0: it's because nothing can be knocked down yeah everything's graded so yeah awesome enjoy it cool. and thanks for coming Thank you. And that was the wonderful Jasper Colorado. And I'm so grateful that he sat down and spoke with me. And yeah, I can't wait to see him again for him to visit London or me to New York. But yeah, it was amazing to just get something different on the podcast. And again, like I say, I'm really grateful. So make sure you follow I Have a Query on all social medias Instagram, not on Twitter, just Instagram, SoundCloud, iTunes all that I have a queer podcast and have a lovely week and stay queer